What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I'm here with Anthony and Michelle, and we are discussing episode eight of House of the Dragon, The Lord of the Tides. <laughs> the Lord <laughs> of the Tides. Yes. We couldn't even get past the title without all of us giggling. <laughs> or we be lords of the tides, heads of the tides. You know what? Just the ties. Just the ties. <laughs> Splitsville. <laughs> okay, so we start out this episode with Rainis talking to the maester because apparently there's there's been another time jump in this episode, six years, or at least six years. Let's say that at least six years. Lord Corliss has been fighting. He's been away. She hasn't seen him for six years. And the news has come to her that he has been hurt during the fighting. Uh, possibly Grievous, mortally. Grievously, grievously wounded. Grievously wounded. You know, possibly, yeah. It, it, it could be mortal. So as the maester is giving her the information that Lord Corliss, um, basically he was um, he was cut and then he fell into the sea. He lost a lot of blood. They're bringing him back to Driftmark, but right now they don't know if he's going to live or die. Sounds right. like an infection. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. as Renice is sitting on the on the you know the little throne of Driftmark, and Bela is at her side, who she's taken to ward. Her brother-in-law Vayman is in the room, and they start having a discussion about whether or not Corliss is going to survive. And Vayman, at this point, calls into question, okay, but should my brother pass, who is going to take the Driftmark seat? And she says it will pass on to Lucerian Valerion as my husband wished. And he's like, that boy is not blood. He's not a Valerion. That seat should be mine by rights. And here... I like that um, Baylor said, well, why don't she was like, my grandmother looks my quite comfortable here. Yeah, she's great. I mean, why does she have to go? Okay, so why why are you saying that? Let me let me say this. Bela is most definitely her father's daughter. Because even during the course of this discussion, when Rainice and Damon, they're not arguing, but they're going back and forth because Rainice is basically like, um, the stuff that you're saying is trees. And he was like, we know it to be true. He steps up to the days and I don't think he was going to do anything to Rainey's, but you can see Baylor kind of look and kind of step over a little bit. I was like, okay, that's Damon's daughter. She's not going to say much. She's just going to observe. And then later on in the episode, Baylor was ready to throw down. I don't know if you caught that during that whole fight scene at the mm-hmm. table Baylor oh, yes. was Baylor was ready to throw down her sister was like holding her back like Baylor Baylor I was like wait hold up let me let me look at this I was like oh Baylor ready to scrap and then I have to remember Baylor was the one who threw the first punch at Amen mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she's like her dad <laughs> definitely like her dad so anyway like I said, Rainice and Vayman they're going back and forth because Rainice is like the seat is going to go to Lucerion I mean, uh, and um, Vayman is like, no, the seat should be mine. He was like, my brother only cares about the history books. I'm, I care about the Valari online. Is this supposed to die out? 
you know, to house strong. I was like, wait a minute, hold up. Don't you got some sons? So technically speaking, your line won't die out. Yeah, that that I was thinking about that too. I'm like, he he had like he don't have no children. Like right. you know, they don't have no relatives at all. It's just him. They're like, nah, dude. I come on now. You got to do better than that. So I don't know. I was a little confused about that. But anyway, so he basically tells Renice, he was like, Yeah, you know what? I would love to have your support in this, but I don't need it. I was like, Oh, this is about to be interesting. Cause what did she say to him? She says, My cousin, uh, or he he makes the um statement that the matter of succession has been decided upon by someone whose decisions has led to calamity after calamity for their family. And she says to him, she was like, my my cousin, the king would have your tongue for this. And he says, but it's not the king who sits on the throne these days as a queen. I was like, okay. Even before I saw what happened in the episode, I was like, baby, she just warned you. Like the king said 20 years ago, the matter of succession is decided. He decided with Raina, uh, Rhaenyra, and then he decided later on. Yes, he did. With those, he already decided this, but okay, we're going to see how this plays we, out. We're we going we to circle back. We're going to circle back right. to that. We're going to circle back to that. We're going to see how <laughs> this plays <laughs> out. <laughs> so we go back to King's Landing, the small, um, you know, small council. Or is it the? Are we going to King's Landing yet, or do we want to go to Dragonstone? Then we're gonna go to Dragonstone. Next was Dragonstone. Dragonstone. <sighs> so Rhaenyra is pregnant again. At this point, we don't realize that she and Damon have already had kids, but we find this out later on in the episode that they already have two children. She's pregnant with a third. They have two sons named Aegon. Aegon and and Viserys. And Viserys. (laughs) Now, that's petty to name your uh, your son the same name as your brother. Yes. But I digress. I'm getting ahead of myself here. We'll we'll circle back to that. We'll circle back to that. But um, so, yes, very pregnant Rhaenyra is there damon is on the island getting dragon eggs and when he got the dragon eggs i was like okay she must be pregnant you know but jace is there he's a little bit older he looks like he might be about maybe 17 yeah 18 right around Mm -hmm. there you see him around the table in the um the war room i don't know what they called it back then but you know it was daenerys's war room and He's learning High Valerian. And I was like, okay. So he's taking this, he's taking this thing about being the heir to the heir very seriously. You know, when when she comes in and he's stumbling over his words, she was like, Well, I don't expect you to speak High Valerian in a day. You know, why don't you take a break? He was like, No. A king. can, Can you answer me this though? Yeah. Say it. He's 17. What have they been doing for, for 15 oh, years? It's like they're not sword um, training. I mean, they're not taking their foreign language classes. I mean, what are they doing? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not the tea, last, you wait till the last minute. 
I just want to know. You know what? Even your mom's like, well, you have time, honey. See, she really loves her kids. She does. She does. But I'm telling you. What did she say? Four years old. What did she say? Unless you plan to depose your mother, you have plenty of time. time. But he should have still learned it early on. You know, I think maybe he maybe he wasn't trying. Maybe now he's actually trying. I don't even know if I feel like that because he seems like he's the kind of kid, especially because it's I mean, we we see in this episode it's very well known that they are bastards, that they are not Lenore's Mm -hmm. children. Even the kids kind of have heard the rumors and they have the thoughts as well. So I feel like maybe he's at that point where he's like, okay, I have to do whatever it takes so that if this falls to me, there's no question that I am fit to leave. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, he could be one of those kids that languages don't come easy for him. And he'd been doing this since he was five. I mean, some some people don't have a grasp for, for those kinds of things. Or he could be doing, I mean, I don't know how Valerian, I don't know how hard it is. Either. Clearly, he's struggling. Okay, he's, he on the struggle he's struggling. bus. <laughs> he's struggling. He, he is struggling. He's giving us maybe a C barely passing this course here. I, 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 I will go with that. But he's trying at least. Yeah, he is. You know, he's trying. Anyway, so we get to see him. We get to see little Joffrey, who looks like he's about six. May Yeah, about six, five, maybe five, seven. Five. No, because if it's been six years since Lord Corliss has been seen, that means it's, it's been equally that long since they've been at, um, since they've been in the Red Keep. Because remember, they were all there last episode for Lena's funeral. And the baby had already been born at that time. So he has to be at least seven. Right. At this point. And it would make sense that Corliss has been gone for six years because, again, his daughter, his son passed away mm-hmm. and he probably just went out and just was like, I won't come home for a while. Yeah. He was so, like, I need I need to go kill some things. Yeah. So I need to go do some killing and some conquering. They needed some space. So, Yeah. Possibly because I mean, if you think about it, and they even hint hint at it in this scene, Rhaenys blames uh, Rhaenyra and Damon mm-hmm. for Lenore's death. She thinks that they arranged to have him killed so that they can marry, which, technically speaking, is kind of true. It's just that he had a part in that, and he is now off living his best life yes, somewhere else. I'm I'm just concerned about that poor guard's family. Like they have no idea what happened to their their cousin, son, child, brother, whatever. They're in Westeros, and things like that happen all the time. All They're, the time. So. So. I, I mean, I mean, I get it. I get it. But you know, they probably did have some tension between them because, again, mm. of course, Rainice. Even back then, said to Lord Corliss, she was like, I want Driftmark to go to the girls. And he was like, no, it's got to go to Luke. He mm-hmm. He's our grandson in name. And that's all that matters. So they probably did differ on that. And then for after that discussion, for Lenor to die. And then just all the chaos, they were probably like, yeah, you know what? I need a break from you. I need a break from yeah. you. 
I'm gonna go fight in the step stones or wherever it is he's fighting. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sit here and keep keep this chair warm and have my granddaughter here by my side. I mean, sometimes that happens. Couple, you know, couples separate. Six years without laying eyes on them, though. That's that's kind of that's a long time. I was a long. That's a long time. It's a long time. And she didn't even seem so concerned. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get prepared for her to <laughs> yeah. come back home. I think at this point she may be expecting <laughs> tragedy to happen. Yeah, you know, yeah, brought it upon themselves yeah. for wanting her to be um, queen. Yeah. Because you kind of get that later on in the the episode too. After what happens with Amon, she was she's just kind of like, "This ain't the first time I've seen death. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not gonna, you know, it's not gonna matter whether or not I close my eyes to it or not. I, it's it's here, which is so sad for her because it's it's like I really want her to know her son is alive, but at the same time, I understand why she can't know because that would just throw everything off first of all Rhaenyra would really be in trouble because now well no no she's yeah she would she would because she's not a man a man could have two wives back then but she can't Mm -hmm. she have two husbands Mm -mm. that's interesting there is but no that's and she said as much when she was a child when all this stuff came up with the whole Damon Mm -hmm. thing and about her her purity and whether or not she had lost her maidenhead. She was like, if I was a man, I could go whore around the whole seven kingdoms and nobody would bat an eyelash. We'll circle back. Yeah, but we get, we'll, we'll get back to that back one to too. That too. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of circling back to that. Yeah, right. circle back to that too. But anyway, so Damon gets a letter from Bela basically saying, Hey, Father, I'm writing to you about Uncle Bayman. He is on his way to King's Landing right now to discuss matters of succession. He feels like Driftmark is his because he is, what is it, uh, on account of his unattainted blood. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, because I, I I did freeze frame that to read that letter. I was like, yep, okay. I did the second time. I did not do any freeze frame. Whatever. I did. I did, too. That's how I know that <laughs> Rhaenyra saying Rhaenys has already flown. I was like, that's bullshit. That's not in that letter. <laughs> <laughs> Let's assume she sent a raven. How about that? Yeah. We can. We can. But yeah, so anyway, they get they get the letter and you know, Rhaenyra realizes that if he's calling into question Luke's legitimacy then he's also calling into question Jace's legitimacy and then her own seat, you know, um, you know, claim for the throne because, of course, if she is found to have bastard children, then she herself has committed treason and then she loses the throne and she probably loses her head too. Mm-hmm. So she's like, okay, at this point, time for family reunion. Right. Because as she like said, off to King's Landing. Off to King's Landing. Yeah, because at this point, we find out, as she says, that, um, you know, the Vipers, meaning the High Towers, are currently ruling in the King's name. So I'm assuming, you know, at this point, I'm like, oh, he must be like sick, sick. 
Man, let me tell you, I was not prepared. For the crypt keeper. Oh my God. I think that's a compliment at this point. <laughs> he oh, he reminded me name. of not so good I know you're gonna say what's his name in um the mummy. Pat. No, yeah. I was gonna say oh. Imhotep oh, in the, the mummy when he starts same, regenerating same and he has that mm -hmm. hole in his face and the and yeah. the scarab comes in and he that's what that reminded me you of. Did, you didn't watch Breaking Bad, did you? No. Okay, man, I won't spoil it. Okay. There's a but, scene very similar to, to that where someone's face is blown open on this side. You can see their teeth on the Oh, inside. my God. But, yeah, I looked at him, and, he, yes, he looks like a cross between the Crypt Keeper and Imhotep when he was regenerating. It was just, how are you still alive, dude? But of course, we barely. don't see we don't by, see by this the at the beginning. The seven gods, he's barely. Uh, yeah, but I mean, we don't see how bad it is at the beginning because he has his face bandaged up, you know, mm -hmm. over the forehead and over the side. So I just yeah, knew I was like, okay, well, you know, yeah, maybe just just his whole mouth, mouth. I mean, the teeth and everything. You're like, boy, they don't have good dental care in. Yeah, but everybody else is looking good. Pearly whites. Except for flea bottom, that's say, something different. I don't. I don't think Otto has good teeth. They look crooked, but it looks better than the Kings at this point. Oh, he looks so bad. Open sores so everywhere. Open, yeah, open sores, open sores. But we we gonna come back to him because I want to talk about these people in the small council because it's obvious, like. Queen Allison is sitting in the king's chair in the small council room. And just the way that they're conducting the business, first of all, Lord Beesburg, dude, my man, my man. You're doing too much. You're doing too much. You're doing and you're too talking much. too slow. I mean, I really felt for Allison. <laughs> I really felt for her when she was like, thank you for that exhaustive report, <laughs> Laura Beesberg, because the way he was talking, it was like. <sighs> you know, I'm going to take that back. The, the man is doing his job. He's been thorough. He's He's been doing it for years. He can be thorough a little quicker, a, a little quickly, quicker. I can't even talk. He can be a little more quick while he's being thorough. He can. I he like can. it. Bless his heart. But we'll circle back to that too. Right. Okay, but we did see our boy. He is still there. He's still around. Mr. Lord Commander Sir Harold. Because you asked about him in the last episode. You were like, where, where's our boy Graham McTavish? Like, did they just write him off? No, he's still there. No, he's still there. It's just, I still I'm stayed by my guns. It's a waste of talent. He should be doing more. Yes, I do. Yeah. I, I do agree with that. But I will say this too. I like that they have him as a likable character and as what I feel like is going to be a loyal character to mm -hmm. Rhaenyra because when he comes in and he tells them your guests are here, Otto says the thing. So were they welcome as befits their station? And you saw when they got there, nobody greeted them except nobody. for Lord uh, Carswell. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, y'all pulling this disrespect shit too. And he was very, you know, he was very um, respectful. He was like, 
It was as you wished. I mean, you can kind of see in his demeanor, like he's there for duty, but you can tell he don't like being there. Well, first of all, he was he was a white cook under Jaharis. Mm-hmm. So he knows what it's supposed to look like, mm-hmm. how it's supposed to feel. And he can look around and be like, none, none of this is right. You know, but he's going to do his job. But he he knows. He's been around long enough to know that none of this is right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so while they're sitting there having their discussion, Damon and Rhaenyra, they've arrived. They've noticed some changes in the castle. Mm-hmm. I noticed that seven-point star was like, oh, here we go with the religious mm-hmm. bullshit again. They took down all their lovely artwork. They took down all the porn. Can I have a sidebar? I need a sidebar. Yes, sidebar. I, point, I pointed this out at Dragon Con during one of the panels I was on that the only reason why this show probably got greenlit and why they dumped the other one was because it's just like Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Like, it echoes Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. It has dragons, Targaryens, and even down to, um, um, is it Westerling? Harold? Yes. Yeah, that he's very much like... Um, Sir Barristan. Sir Barristan. Yes. Sony. It's the same thing. And also, mm-hmm. Cersei's transition into the seven-point star is the same as Allison's transition. It's like, it's... It's almost like they're pulling those same elements to make it seem familiar to the masses, so they can just kind of go along with it. And I think I also mean, because I, I it makes more, it makes sense because you're talking about the the ancestors, you're talking about the precursors to the characters that we already know. So mm-hmm. it, it is a little more familiar. And I did read an interview that said the reason why they scrapped. The other one was because it did not feel like Game of Thrones. It didn't feel like Game of Thrones, which Game of Thrones is Targaryens and dragons, you know. Yeah, pretty and much. Bastards, Battle of the Bastards. That's what that's what people know the Game of Thrones for. Not, right. you know, uh, not just a regular medieval television show. No one wants to see that. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm hoping that maybe once they see the success of House of the Dragon that they may revisit that other one because even though it may not have felt like Game of Thrones, if it had some of the some of the history and some of the background, I would still be interested in seeing that. We would, but the fact that there are no dragons and no Targaryens mm-hmm. is a big reason why it wasn't going to work. It's but, before they even came to, came to Westeros. And I can understand it's not going to hit the diehard fans it's those glossovers mm-hmm. friends who like watch it oh this is so great this is again like game of thrones you give them another show they're going to expect the same thing where for us who are reading the books and watching even youtube videos about the history of everything mm-hmm. the world building yes we'll watch anything about it, it doesn't actually have to connect like that right but for the the I don't call them randos but for the casual viewers, mm-hmm. that's what they're or looking casual at. Fans, that's yeah. really that's what really that's, brings the numbers the, up to that's be what honest. The money with. Is, is right, the casual, the casual viewers. viewers. Yeah. So who have no idea. Some of these friends don't even know have any ideas in the book. Yeah. 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 
And, so. and I'm sure that all these things, they may not be aware of it, but they feel very familiar. Right. You know, mm-hmm. even down to Aegon, you know, doing his thing in the window. Was that the last episode, right? That was... That wasn't this episode. Was that last episode? I think that was two episodes ago. Yeah. So, you know, and then that kind of mirroring what happened with um, Tommen. Mm -hmm. You know, the same window. It's the same familiar, the same echoes that... Mm -hmm. And the politics. I'm just saying, you said how it kind of echoes, and I'm like, nope, same window, totally different uses. I said echoes. I didn't say exactly the same. So, mm. but you know, that that's the end of my sidebar. It's sort of a mini rant, but you know, we'll move on. Yeah. Well, be- before we move on from the um the council meeting, I like how they were talking about how, oh well, Jace hasn't. I'm sorry, Luke hasn't been around Driftmark. So he doesn't know how to command the fleet. And someone say, "What does that have to do with?" Oh yeah, <laughs> was, that, was that Beesberry? It was what? Since He's we... like, when does ability does yeah. not alter his claim? I mean, when has ability affected someone's claim? Claim, right? Right. I mean, think about it. Rainier suckers around here don't know shit. Rainier is the actual heir. She has not been. To, she has not been to <laughs> Westeros in six, or she has not been home in six years. Right, so that doesn't make any difference. Yeah, where have we ever taken ability over over claims? Right, but the other thing, the other thing regarding your sidebar that I think is interesting, you you mentioned Cersei and her um her following the the you know the the faith when things started getting weird. I think the difference is I think Cersei was doing it for show. Mm-hmm. I don't think Cersei ever actually believed it. And I feel like Allison really, truly was trying to be better and thought yeah. that this, the, the, the faith well, we, would help her we always known her to be a very faithful character from the beginning. She was always going to the Oh, yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. Praying and lighting candles. That, that's mm-hmm. her So that's thing. part of her. I wasn't saying it was the same. I was just saying it sort of echoed for mm-hmm. people who were familiar with the the first series. Yeah. Because when, when I, I saw that seven-pointed like, oh, star. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Huh? When I saw that seven-pointed star, I was like, oh, some shit about to happen. Yeah. That's how, and that's how everyone should take should it. They're be, like, yeah, oh, like, oh, Lord, here we go. Here we like, go. We know what happened last. We know what happened. In the in the future, dealing with them, right, right. So, mm. so anyway, Rainier remarks about that. She what did she say? I would say it's good to be home, but I scarcely recognize. And Damon's just like, hmm. <laughs> I'm telling you, he, he had a lot of those in the subtitles. He did, mm. but there's, mm. I mean, there's just a lot. Like he doesn't have to say a word. His facial expressions and his body language give everything away you know and just like in the in the scene that follows when they actually go into the king's um chambers first of all the fact that his little lego set had cobwebs on it made me so sad because you know that meant that he hadn't been able to do anything with it it's just all cobwebs and then when she goes to the bed and she sees him you can tell how shocked she is at his appearance but i think what got me more was damon's face because Mm -hmm. damon looks at his brother and 
you know, for all the fighting that him and Viserys did or all of the rebelling that he did, again, he still loves his brother. Mm -hmm. And for him to see Viserys in that way, the look on his face, even just his eyes, they looked so sad. And it's like he he really couldn't look at his brother. Like he would look at him, but the, the look on his face, he looked like a little kid who had just been put on punishment or who had just been told his pet his pet rabbit died or something. His face was so sad, but it's almost See, like- I just, was- I, I just had the, the meme where with Terrell Owens crying, talking about that's my coach. That's my key. That's my brother. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but I mean, that's looking at his face. Yeah. That, that was like, I was like, okay, you are not about to break me this episode, Damon. No. But I mean, her and him both trying to to trying to get through it, like just trying to look at him and trying not to let their shock show on his face. And, you know, of course, he's kind of in and out of it. And I feel like Damon kind of pushed on with the whole succession thing. He was like, yeah, so Lord Damon is coming to challenge the succession of Driftmark. I feel like he was doing that to kind of keep his mind off of what he was seeing, like how bad his brother had gotten. Because I feel like him and Rhaenyra also had a little bit of guilt. You know, they've been away for years. Mm -hmm. They haven't come to check on him. They may have been writing back and forth, maybe. But for all intents and purposes, they were estranged um, Mm -hmm. from him. And I think he might have felt like a little guilt, like, I wasn't here to protect my brother. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, especially considering back. you see who's running things now. The yeah, same goes people. Back to that, to that speech he gave him about, I'm trying to protect you. Yep. And you left him unprotected. Mm-hmm. You know, even the last time he talked to you, he asked you to come back with him to come back home. Even after he managed to, he was asking you to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know what? That wasn't the right time to talk to him about coming back. I mean, you, no, he's literally at his wife's funeral. funeral. Yes. It was he funeral. he wasn't thinking about that stuff. You know? And apparently never did, because he, he never did come back. So. Well, I mean, because at that point, he had married Rhaenyra, and we can tell by the way their, their wedding was, that was not something the king was behind. They got married in secret. Yeah. So at that point, they probably both felt like, okay, you know, it, it might be better if we leave because what they don't show in the show, but you find out in the books, Viserys was pissed about their wedding. Pissed. And actually did, I believe, banish them from court. So, you know, you there's a lot of guilt there. There's a lot of shock. And I was sitting there watching this scene. And then I hear the door come in and I hit start hearing children. I was like, y'all are not about to bring these loud ass children to see this sickness. Right. I thought the same thing. I said, this is not the time. This is like, but, you two can barely hold it together. Right. I mean, Damon was like, he was looking like a little, a little boy. Cause like, you know how with kids and situations, they'll just like look down then they'll look up at, the person in the hospital and then they'll look down a lot. That's what kids do. Cause they're I'm like, looking they at wanna... him now. Yeah. He's like constantly looking down. Then he'll look at him and then he'll keep looking down. 
Look back up, looking down, not trying to stay focused on him at all. He looked like he was bring- trying to keep from crying. Right. But you want to bring some kids in this situation right now. Well, okay. I understand why they brought the kids. You know what I'm saying? I understand why. First of all, this is your these are these are your grandchildren that you have not met. Again, the whole guilt thing. We have been way, we have been away way too long. Right. He has two grandchildren he has never met. And, and we they probably this... didn't know he was going to be like this either yeah, when they say, came I don't, in. I don't think so they told, like that. they told the nanny to come like in 15 minutes, come in. We'll right. be prepped for you. They wasn't imagining that he will yeah. be in the bed like this. Well, I don't know because why else would Otto and Allison be ruling in his stead if he wasn't that sick? Yeah, but they but wasn't. That, it's still not what you yeah, expect. It's not, coming. Trust, it's, trust me, it's not. It's oh not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get yeah. that part, but I'm saying I, I, I think they expected him to be sick. Seeing it and knowing it are two different. Yeah, yeah, two yeah. different things. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially as bad off as he is. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, but he he does perk up a little bit when he meets yeah. the kids. You know, especially when she introduces Viserys he was like oh that's a great name for a king you know he's at least able to perk up like that and then of course he's in pain he has Damon to pass him his tea when Damon takes the teacup back from him he's like like oh they drugging him yeah Mm -hmm. I smell something yeah I mean thankfully it was well as far as we know it was just milk of the poppy that they were giving him for his pain and it wasn't something else, you know, it wasn't poison or anything, but still I'm thinking if Damon can smell it like that, it was probably a strong dose and he's it's probably looking strong. like, yeah, that's why he can't do shit. <laughs> what did he say when, um, when Allison finally decides to make her presence, he was like, I'm surprised he I'm surprised the king remembers his own name. First of all, the fact that Damon never from from jump, he never stands up in Allison's presence. You know how everybody else stands up for, uh-huh. never. He's yeah. sitting in that chair, yeah, like legs crossed. Legs crossed, kind of like, what is this bitch about to say now? <laughs> mm. That's all he was doing. Hmm. He's like, how 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 and how is he expressing these wishes? Through grunts and mumbles? I mean, like, <laughs> you tell me how he's doing it. Man, let me tell you. Yeah, he, the shade he he's throwing that. her because she was like, uh, you know, about not greeting them. Or, you know, um, what did she say? It's been too long since we've been, um, since we've, you know, enjoyed. I can't remember the, the word. Since we've been blessed with your presence or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, but apparently not long enough to warrant a proper welcome. <laughs> you, got, like, you know, people going to learn not to cross day day. Man, let me tell yeah, you. They're going to leave day day alone. Once he opened his mouth and the way he was looking, especially when she started talking, he was just kind of, he put his head on his hand and he was just like, <sighs> I was like, oh, y'all, you know what? I was like, the clock is ticking. I'm, I was just waiting to see what he was going to do this episode. I was like, the clock is ticking. He's letting y'all know from jump. I am already irritated. Y'all already disrespected Man, us. And then I come to find my brother in this mm-hmm. state. Yeah, he was like. It's, it's building up. <laughs> 
<laughs> ever since he landed, is building. When they got off, got out of their carriage, they're building. Seeing his brother building. This is Allison walking into the room, talking at smack, building. But Renera tried to be nice. She was like, oh, you know, she was probably in meetings. She was really, really busy. He's in there like. He he was like this, and he went, mm. Right, yeah. like, that's one thing mm-hmm. I noticed. Renera is always the one that's trying to be diplomatic with Allison through all of this. And I know that there are reasons why she can't afford to, like, go off, because she got these three kids who are obviously not mm-hmm. full Targaryens or Valarions. She, she's got to protect her kids. So that means that she kind of has to control the way she behaves more than anybody else does. She has to watch what she does and she has to watch what she says because everybody is watching what she does and watching what she says. Yeah. Which sucks because you see from these early episodes and from the way she is, she would make a great queen. Unlike her half-brother who feels the need to rape the help while his wife and children are in the other room. There are days I really do feel sorry for Allison. I do. I do. I do. Because she didn't ask for none of this. Mm-mm, she, didn't. she didn't ask for none of this. She's trying to please her father. Mm-hmm. Then she's trying to please her husband. And now she got this idiotic, just gross, cruel son of hers that she married her daughter to. And now that poor sweet girl has to deal with him as a husband. I, I was just like... I hate to say it. Things would be so much easier if Aegon just died. Yeah. He we already see he I, he is going to be a horrible king. When you are in your teens or wh- whatever he is right here, uh, no. He yeah. He might be like 20. He might be late teens, early late 20s. Maybe 20, yeah. But you are, we already see you have a taste for depravity when you sitting up there on the window jacking off, knowing that your shit going to hit anybody who's walking up under your window. You don't give a fuck about nobody. You've already proven yeah, he that. Rapes, he rapes a servant girl. What, you, what was his excuse? Oh, she'd be all right. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was just a bit of fun. She shouldn't, she shouldn't have taken it so seriously. Oh, seriously, yeah. She'd be all right. Really, dude? She's just supposed to dust it off, walk it off. But I do like I, I do then, like Allison's response because she didn't just she didn't just explain it away like Cersei would have. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She actually slapped him and she was like, What the fuck, dude? You are not my son. I was like, oh, because he looked actually hurt by that. She was like, You are no son of mine. He was like, I said, Oh, okay, Allison, you do got you do got, you know. Yeah, but but that was the son you raised, though. right? And then you mad too because he's yeah. like, and especially on a day like today, she already stressed. Yeah, a day like today, he was like, "What is today?" He didn't care. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you one <laughs> thing about this yeah. about Aegon the Second. He does not care 
about this damn throne. He never cared for it. Mm. Remember last episode, he was like, well, she can have the throne. I'm not going to challenge her. Y'all are right. putting that in this boy's head. <laughs> right. He said, like, this y'all's wish, not mine. I, I, like, want, she can have said, I want to be depraved and have fun. I can't do that as a king. <laughs> That's what he wants to do. Right. He was like, yeah, let's just let her have it. Let I her have it. it. And then let her. And, and again, before Allison poisoned his mind, they didn't really have any problem with Rhaenyra's boys. They were sitting there in the in the yard playing, teasing the little bro, teasing Eamon. They were doing all that together. Mm-hmm. They had a they. I won't. I won't say great because we only saw a little snippet of that bond, but they were okay. Mm-hmm. You were the one who came in and poisoned his mind, and, and her that's and Kristen probably, Cole. Her and Kristen Cole poisoned their mind. Yeah, a lot to do with it too. Let me tell you about Kristen Cole. <laughs> we haven't even got to the good part yet. Let me tell you about Kristen Cole. This dude. <sighs> Let me tell you. So when I was on my cruise last week, I took Fire and Blood with me because I wanted to try and get some of the reading done. And I finally got up through like I, I got quite a, quite a ways into the book, and I was just like, I just want to know what happens to Sir Krista. I just need it's a long time before we find out, and I'm not I'm not really pleased with that. I just feel like he just he needs to go now. He needs to go. I don't I don't advocate. I don't advocate violence, even though I just said a few breaths ago about Aegon. Yeah, yeah you did. <laughs> now we can even you can even say that Aegon goes to like another place and enjoys his life somewhere else. You say die. <laughs> we don't. You didn't want to even send them to the wall, right? I mean, beyond the wall, maybe with the wildlings or something. <laughs> he raped that poor girl while his wife and his children. That's true. true. That is true. We don't even know how many children at this point. We just know that Helena comes in and asks for where is Diana? She's supposed to dress the children, so we know there's yes. some children, plural, plural. Yes. You doing that to that sweet girl? Mm-mm. And the mom had to go. Allison had to go give her a hug. Like I'm so sorry. Give her a hug. Give her so some sorry. money to pay her for her silence, and to give her some of that. Uh, I'm about her own daughter. Her own daughter. She had to give her own daughter a hug. Like I'm so sorry. Oh yeah. Like I mean, like is this what I did? You don't deserve this. Mm. Right. Because um, Edmund would have took good care of you. You know. I thought about that. I, I I don't know. No, he did say that he would have. He would. He said he would have done his duty. He said that. He said he would have done his duty. I don't and he know. was okay with that. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. I don't know if that equates to treating her kindly. I don't know I because you know, would. even in that conversation, when Aegon was talking badly about Helena, he was like, "She's an idiot." He was like, "She's our sister." You know. Yeah. So he, I I feel like. He was a little bit more compassionate as a child. And I know that that fight and losing his eye probably changed him for the worst. I mean, mm-hmm. he was bullied. I, I don't, so I don't I think he would say, have bullied uh, someone else 
like her for being different because he was different and they made fun of him. Right. So he wouldn't have done that with his sister turned wife. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he I don't think he would everyone have. else is fair game. I just say he was gonna bully her. I'm just I wouldn't I, necessarily I, treat her very affectionately and lovingly. He would have just done his duty and Yeah, but I don't think she wants it. wants all that. She's not a I think she's just doing her duty as well, but right, I and she's not a like a t- a toucher and stuff like that. You just watch. Like she don't really want to be oh, touched yeah, like that. So he would have recognized like what she needed and would have gave her the so. things that she needed. I feel like, yeah, I because I feel yeah. like Eamon, you know I'm trying not to like Eamon, so stop. Just stop right now. <laughs> we don't well, like I Eamon. mean he he is kind of a he's a likable character. Was, like yeah. I was rooting for him. You got that fresh hairstyle. You know. I mean. Last episode. Even in this. I mean last episode. Even in this episode. I liked him. I mean he wasn't. He wasn't really being an asshole. Think about it. At the dinner. He just kept looking around at everybody. Seeing what they were doing. It wasn't until Lucerus started giggling. About the pig being placed in front of him. He said. That he went off. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a thin-skinned dude right there. No, it's not. You couldn't shake that off. No, because that was a constant issue. It was and constant. Like, it has been years. Okay, but Do but here's know? the thing. This is this is my this is my and feeling about that whole dinner. In the world now. That so. whole that whole dinner was supposed to be about mending bridges and fresh starts, and it seemed to me like. The adults at the table, especially Rhaenyra and Allison, mm-hmm. I felt like if things had not gone south with that dinner, they probably could have made a peace and things could have gone a whole lot different. If you think about it, when they were sitting there after Viserys came in, and I know we're going to talk about this in more detail, after Rhaenyra made her toast to Allison, you could see Allison was visibly moved by it. And then when she gets up and she gives her toast to Rhaenyra, what does she say? You will make a great great queen. queen. Mm -hmm. At this point, Allison is telling them, okay, I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to fight this thing anymore. This is what needs to happen. This is what she's wanted from the beginning. Even when her children were young, it was her father who poisoned her mind against Rhaenyra, talking about, oh, yeah, well, in order to keep her claim to the throne, she'll put your kids to death. Otto planted that in her mind. And I think Allison sees Rhaenyra and is like, okay, you know what? You're a mother. You wouldn't do that to another mother. You wouldn't kill my children just for this this crown. Rhaenyra has done everything different from jump. You know, she has never been the one to sit there and play that game of thrones. She's never been the one to sit there and try to get anything that's been given to her through devious means. That's not in her. That that part Allison had, you know, she was true about when she said that to Viserys. That's not in Rhaenyra's uh, nature. The things that she's going to end up doing is going to be because of the high tower. Like you guys did so much plotting, trying to keep her off the throne that I feel like they're going to turn her into what they feared. 
And it's not going to be because it was already there for her to be. Y'all are turning her into that. We're going to circle back to that. (laughs) I'm I'm just saying. We'll come back. We'll come back to that. All that plotting. We'll come back to that. Yeah, because I got some things to say about that dinner. Okay, so uh, where where are we now? We are. I mean, we don't have to. We don't have to be in order. We can okay. Just... So everyone's coming. Everyone's coming. Veyman comes to make his claim, to to file his petition. Uh, Rhaenyra's coming to file her petition, mm-hmm. and Renice is coming to file her petition. <laughs> yeah, except for her, she doesn't have what she gonna do yet. She just gonna watch and see what happens to make her decision. Yeah. Well, I think she also think she already had it in her mind. She has she a plan A, plan B, plan C. Yeah, based on what's gonna happen. Yeah, I I I don't even know if it was to that point yet. I think initially her plan was okay. Nobody else is fighting for Corliss in that sense for for what he wants. Little brother is coming. He wants his own seat. Rainier, you know, Rainiera, of course, wants her child to be the uh, to be the um, heir. Hmm. How about we do what Bela says? I can sit this throne. I've been doing it for six years. I've been sitting here running things, which again, she was almost queen. So we know she's fit, you know, to yes. to rule. But the thing is. When when Rhaenyra comes to talk to her, I just I don't know. I kind of feel like like I understand why Rhaenyra approached her because she was like, you know, I, I wondered what your purpose was in coming here. I didn't think you'd be backing Vayman. So I was one, you know, she uh, she was kind of wondering what she was going to do. And then she was like, oh, but I realized you want the seat for yourself. Why wouldn't she? That's mm-hmm. that's that's just the way I looked at it. And then, you know, in a last ditch effort to kind of mend some fences or whatever, she was like, okay, so how about this? How about we betroth my sons to your granddaughters? And then that way, your granddaughters will still have those powerful seats. Bela would be um queen, consort, and um, Raina will be the queen of Driftmark. Supposedly, that's a, a, a win-win situation, right? Mm-hmm. Except Rainice is like, yeah, you would think so, but that's not the case. <laughs> so I think, at, I think at that point, Rainiera was really wondering, like, okay, so is Rainice also going to say that my children are bastards and they don't deserve the seat? And she She's makes a, she should have been queen. So let's try this again. And this is evidence of why she should have been queen. One, she knows I'm not going to put all my cards out on the table. Again, I'm going to consider all the roads before I make my decision. Mm -hmm. Everyone else is like, okay, are you on my side? We're going to do this. Let's turn here. Let's turn there. She's like, let's just, she just, I like how she just sit back and just watches everything. But I think also her plan, if, if the, if King Viserys had not gotten his ass out of that bed and got up on that throne to preside, I think she would have made a case for herself to be the heir to Driftmark or to, mm-hmm. to rule Driftmark. 
But let me tell you, when King Viserys walks into hold, that hold on, hold, hold on, hold on, before you get to that point, I would argue that she knew whatever she was going to do was in desperation because she tells Rhaenyra that tomorrow the high towers land their first blow as if she knows that they're going to pick Vaman. And I think she's there to try to salvage whatever she can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She knows that that's the only result that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And we see as much because Vaman sits there, he meets with them in the um, small small council. But but when she says, I'm just telling you, tomorrow they land their first blow. Like, that that is what they're going to do. Like she's not she's not stupid. She knows Vaman is clearly in he's always been in the pockets of the high towers. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. What does she say? And I must stand only... alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I think she really was just there to as best she can protect herself and and her granddaughters. Yeah. I don't think he was to protect Renera or Jace and Lucerus. I really oh, think no. there. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I really think she was there to make sure she was going to be protected. Like, if maybe they would come to her with the deal on the side mm-hmm. or something. But she knew that they were going to name Vaman mm-hmm. as the mm-hmm. heir to Driftmark. She she knew that. That was clearly going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think she was going to make a case for herself to be up there because it was that was a lost cause she knew that was desperate that and i don't think she would want to look desperate i'm just saying or what she had had to show up i keep keep saying if it looked like there was a possibility for her to say that and they go with it she would have again she had options on the table depending on how they responded to different things but she wasn't going to be the um Man out. Uh, yeah, she was basically going to sit, just sit back and see what happens instead of everyone is right now trying to find their position, moving their pieces around. Her pieces on the side saying, "Okay, where is everyone going to land?" Mm-hmm. Now, if it looks like they say, "Okay, Vayman, no, we're not considering you," then she can say, "Hey, why don't I be the queen?" Yeah, but but, she, I, she but I but I but I understand. Not, what, yeah, saying, she, I mean, she, she was looking to see know. what. She knew what it was what was going to happen. I, I agree with Anthony. Sleep. I, I think yeah that was going to happen. She was just there to make sure she could she could salvage some kind of protection for herself and her granddaughters. But she was prepared again, very quick on her feet when things turned a different way. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I but that's that's, that's, that's different saying. because, like I said, because she was prepared. That's all. All I'm saying is she was prepared. It was. For it was. Happened. I don't think that was preparation. I think that was. Oh shit! My cousin is here. I'm not about to get my tongue cut out of my head. Right. That I think <laughs> that's looking, what that because was. Because it's looking like it's gonna go the other way. If he never made it up there, I I, I, I agree. Still, I still say she's a very smart person, and that she was. She had things in her ready. And that's I mean, all I can say until we do the next ep- episode. That's all I can say. Yeah, but I mean, so I feel like she's the ball. When, when the High Towers would have named Vayman the heir, 
she probably would have she probably would have um arranged for Bela to become his bride in order to to keep herself safe I would say in a way because if Vaman knows that she's backing whatever Corliss said and she's not backing him then at that point she becomes a threat right that's what I'm saying. She she was there to make sure she could protect herself and her, her grandma. And that's what I said. She had things to go with whatever but comes was, her way. But it was never going to be a question of her being able to petition to be well, I didn't think that. Cause that clearly that wasn't going to happen. That wasn't going to happen. And I think so. everybody knew that that was good. That's how it was going to go. But I mean, I think she I think she was playing. She chess. could have. Mm-hmm. But I think at that point, she at that point, she has already kind of resigned herself to the fact that she is not going to rule in any capacity. Yeah. You know, even when Bela said, and my grandmother looks quite comfortable here. Yeah, she did. She looked very comfortable and she looked very regal. But she also looked very temporary. I hate to say it. Right. But because, you know, God forbid, Corliss recovers. And comes back, and he's looking at Vayman like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> that is not my wishes. I said it several times. What I wanted to happen. Mm-hmm. Speaking mm-hmm. of wishes, now we can talk about your boy coming down. There are all these people making these petitions to be whatever, whatever. Vayman making his petition to be. Oh, well, we got to talk about what happened before that yet. first because they made when... their petitions yet. We got to go back to what happened before that first because Rhaenyra goes to see Viserys at night, the night before this hearing is supposed to happen. And she asks him, she was like, do you do you believe it to be true, the Song of Ice and Fire? And he says, Egon's dream. And he's like, you know, he's trying to get it out. Of course he can't. And she tells him, she was like, you told me that our purpose was to... um was to unite the kingdoms, but by naming me heir, you divided it. And I, she was like, I never wanted it. And it's too heavy a burden to bear because again, her, the, the, the future of her family is at stake in just a few hours. And it could literally be life and death for her. So she tells him, she was like, if this is what you wish I need you to speak up for me. I need you to, you know, basically re- reaffirm that Jace is to, I mean, that Luke is to be the heir to Driftmark. And of course, again, he's in pain. He can't really do anything. And she sits there and cries. And I think that's the first time we've ever actually seen her fully vulnerable since her mother died. And I, I don't know what happened. I don't know if Viserys heard her. But the next morning, while he's getting treated, Otto tries to give him some milk of the pop. And he was like, no, I don't want the milk. He was like, but I do want dinner tonight with all of my family. We thinking King Viserys is going to go get back in the bed. Oh, no. Well, let's go back real quick. Let the That night, he called her my only child. <laughs> forget about your old, the other kids, but that's okay. My only child. She's the only one that matters. She's the only. Yeah, I think she's true. the only one. I mean, if you think about it, 
We've never seen him interact with them other kids, except for when all the shit went down with with the dragon and and Eamon losing his eye. That's the only Mm -hmm. time we ever saw him interacting with those kids, which is something that I, I feel like. I don't know if that's the purpose of this show to show the Targaryens as like bad parents, because even in this episode, when you have all the family together, you never see Damon interact with his kids. Never. And I'm just like, why are they doing that? Because that we must know be a Targaryen thing. But we know he close to her kids. Like she literally always hugging on them. You know, they're right always underneath her, pretty much. But I well, think also too was like that with Aegon when Aegon when Aegon was, was a little was little. He was like that with Rhaenyra when she was even a teenager. Yeah, that's what so, I was gonna say. He he he's always doted on Rhaenyra. Right. Always Aegon grew up and he was like, huh, I don't think I like him. But yeah. Okay. But anyway, so Let's talk about this throne room even be- even before Viserys walks in. So Otto Hightower is presiding. <laughs> Everyone comes in. He tells them that they're, you know, they're going to hear claims for the succession of Driftmark. And he has Vaymon come up first. And Vaymon starts talking about the Valarion's long and storied history, you know, in Westeros and how they were one of the first families and how they were one of the... Um, only families to come over from Ovalyria with the Targaryens. And he talks about how Driftmark is a seat that belongs to the Valarions and he is the true heir. And he keeps making these, these little snide comments and everybody is looking at him like, what the fuck is he about to say? And Rhaenyra interrupts him to say, yeah, but you're sitting here discounting my son, who is the true heir to Driftmark. And they kind of stop her. Queen Allison stops her. He makes his little claim. And then Rhaenyra gets ready to make her claim for Luke. And as she gets ready to start, the doors behind her open and King Viserys is announced. And I tell you, this was the slowest walk but I swear it was so powerful. It was a better entrance than Allison's entrance at the the yes. party. Yes, it was. it was more powerful than that. Because at this point, you can see the determination this man has to stand up and be witness for his daughter. And I was like, oh, y'all in some trouble now because mm-hmm. the king is here. And he gets up there real slow and he turns and look at looks at Otto. And and the the crazy thing is he has this crown on his head, but it's got a piece affixed to it so that his face is covered. His the right side of his face is covered. Like the Phantom of the Opera. Yes, it looks like that kind of mask. And he tells Otto, I will sit the throne. When I tell you the look on Otto, Vayman, Allison. And Rainey's faces when that door opened and he was there, they all looked like, oh shit. The high mm-hmm. towers looked like we're fucked. Vayman looked like, did y'all know that he was gonna show up? Rainey's yeah. is sitting there calculating in her head. All right, yep, 
I'm, let, let me change my course of action. Right. That's what I said. She, she but I think even at that point, she wasn't prepared to say anything because I don't think she was expecting the king to call upon her. It was when the king called upon her and she looked at Vame and that's when she made up her mind like, oh, okay. Let was, me. I, but she was ready. She was ready. Yeah, she and, was. And didn't one of the um, one of the white cloaks was going to try to help him up and he was like, no. He was like, it. nope. But then he like, he, his crown came off mm-hmm. and Damon picked it up. And helped him the rest of the way. Side, side note, there was a rumor going around that that was an accident. That was an accident. That, that um the the crown was not supposed to fall off his head. Mm-hmm. It fell off his head. And Matt Smith, Matt Smith walked up. up, picked it up, and they kept filming it. Yeah. And and they just kept going. So that little part was kind of ad libbed. Yeah. So yeah, but I thought it was so powerful. It was. Yeah, it was because it's like when Damon picked up the crown. The king didn't realize it was him. And he was like, I said, I'm fine. And then when he looked and saw it was Damon, again, Damon with that look on his face, he was the little brother at that point. And and Mm -hmm. to him, it was all right. Yeah. Right. He was like, my brother's by my side. I'm okay now. You know, and he sits in the throne and Damon puts that crown on his head and he walks back. I was like, that was a beautiful scene. And then the best line, the best line (laughs) of the series, I'm confused. She said, I must submit my confusion. <laughs> why are we here? Why are we here? Why, why are we, we hearing here? petitions for a for I an already understand. right for an already decided succession? He was like, what what's the what's the point? He was like, how about this? I think there's only one person in the room who can give us an idea. Of where the drift mark succession is gonna lie, and that is my cousin Rainice or the Princess Rainice. And Rainice, Rainice looked at Vayman and she was like, Yes, your grace. She came out, it was ever my husband's wish that the drift mark title pass on to Lucerus Valarion. He never changed his mind in that matter, and I always supported him in this matter. As a matter of fact. Yes. Princess Rhaenyra. <laughs> I was like, Just yeah. Just informed me of her desires. Right. And Rhaenyra was looking at her like, well played, bitch. Well played. <laughs> but here, but well, well, this is what I like. The boys and girls smile. Oh, okay. They smile like, you, yeah. Because first of all, you know that you know they were already doing some stuff behind closed doors. No, they just very close. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they all had a yeah. smile on their face. Okay. You it saw works. the looks on their faces was like, okay. Yeah. All of them was like, oh, this is Well, I think because right they, I think that, like, if you think They've back been together to, a long time, though. Yeah, and if you mm-hmm. think back to Lena's funeral, when the girls were sitting over there by themselves and Lucerus walked, was it Lucerus or J- No, it was Jace who walked over, you know, to just stand by them. Bela was the one who grabbed his hand, looking at him like, it's okay. Or like, thank you. Or, you know, just kind of acknowledging him mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. there while everybody else was kind of ignoring him or making the whispers. And think about it. She's heard the rumor she was right there in the room when uh at Driftmark when Vayman was talking to Rainice. So she knows what the rumors are. I don't think they care though. They're just like, okay, those are those are our cousins. Those are that's family. Um, yeah. And they came to our knee when you know we had to fight. 
aimless. Right. So we good. We yeah. right. I, I just like that. I'm just confused. I laughed when he said that. I hollered. Because I was like, <laughs> as weak as he is, he's still like, hold up. What? Why the fuck are we here? What are we doing here? Like, y'all got me out of my bed. Y'all got me in he, here without milk of the poppy, just so I can be clear-headed to make sure y'all understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. And, and I right. think and he then, was he. I think he knew that Renice was going to back him up on that. Right. And then yeah. when she was done, he said, "Well, this is settled again, again, <laughs> again." Because, like he said, why are we calling? Why are we listening to pet- petitions? Of a settled succession. Like, we've already done this song and dance. Why are we here? He basically called it Allison and, and Otto, Otto idiots. Mm-hmm. Like, Otto, why are you even doing mm-hmm. this? Like, what gives you the right and the purpose to hear petitions for something that I, I have already commanded? Like, who the fuck are you? I think you he was I that? think he was waiting to see who was gonna who was gonna say what first. Yeah, and unfortunately, it just happened to be Vayman open opening his big mouth because what does he say? Um, he was like, "You break, you break law and tradition to install your daughter as heir, and yet you think you're gonna decide how how we do things in my house?" He was like, "Uh, uh-uh, I will not allow it." Viserys was like. Allow it. Allow it. You better remember your place, Vayman. And Vayman just. I have a sidebar. I have a sidebar. Okay. This sidebar has nothing to do with this, sort of. Either I'm the king or I'm not. Like, either I'm an absolute monarch or I'm not. Like, breaking with tradition and laws, I am tradition and law. Right. If I say X, then X is true. Mm hmm. If I name Rhaenyra as my heir, Rhaenyra is my heir. Mm-hmm. Who cares about all the, the, the 13, 14 other dudes who've been king? I am mm-hmm. saying that she's the heir. Either he's the king or not. Like, it should be one of those scenes where everyone in the kingdom should be like, oh, well, I guess we're going to have a queen now. Like, that's, that's, that's the one thing. Um, George R. R. Martin has always said that it's the the stories is really a commentary on how basically stupid it is to have monarchies based on succession based on bloodlines. Mm-hmm. Like it's just stupid because it doesn't have anything to do with like that comment. It doesn't have anything to do with ability, right? How you're born from and how you're born, and right? You're, it's stupid. Right. Because I mean, think, even thinking about it in that sense, okay, so let's say he decided to change his mind and say, okay, you know what? I have a true born son. Let me go ahead and change it and name Aegon heir. We already see Aegon doesn't want it. And what happens when you place people in positions that they don't want? And that, that can be that can be a monarchy, that can be a job, that can mm-hmm. just whatever. Mm-hmm. What happens when you put people in positions that they don't want to be in? Disaster. 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 Because he's not going to give a fuck about what y'all telling him to do. No. You already see that just from, from what he's doing now. And, and and that ends my sidebar. It's like, if and even if he changed his mind and said, you know what, Rhaenyra, I love you and all, but I have a son now. 
he's gonna be king. Okay, he's the he's the absolute monarch. What he says is the law. If he said if he changed his mind, he changed mm-hmm. his mind. He just was the person who was not known to change his mind, which we'll circle back to that later. Right. He, he never has. Mm-hmm. It's like 20 years. He has not changed his mind. Rhaenyra's gonna be queen, period. Mm-hmm. Like he Dance told her he told king. her about the song of ice and fire. Right. Right. Who do you tell Luke, that to? Luke Your heir. To be, Luke is gonna be Lord of Driftmark in the story. Like I said it, and therefore it is true. Mm-hmm. That these people running around trying to change his mind, that's all treason. That I, I don't understand why no one he they're lucky he is not in his complete right mind where he could see that all these motherfuckers is committing treason mm-hmm. around there. Because he warned them that night they got into that fight. And Allison picked up that knife and went after Rhaenyra. He he basically said, anyone else who questions the lineage or the parentage of Rhaenyra's sons will have their tongue taken out. This is all I will say on the matter. Those are my grandchildren. That's it. And, and uh, Lori's not here to back me up on this, but in those type of societies, if the king says someone is legitimate, they're legitimate. Mm -hmm. Like, if he says that those are my true-born grandsons, Mm -hmm. that's the end of it. Period. He shouldn't have to back it up with a charge of treason or if anyone says it again, I'm going to take their tongues out. If I'm not mistaken, in the book, two people came to him and was trying to explain how the kids were not, you know, Laner's kids, and they were, in, and he let them finish their speech. He was like, okay, cut their tongues out. Because this... Uh, in the books, that was also Vayman and his, his family. Yeah, yes, because Vayman, in the books, Vayman is a nephew. He's not Corliss's brother he's a nephew and it was i believe i believe it was vayman it was vayman and i think four other cousins Mm -hmm. who went to make that claim to the king he had all of their tongues cut out yeah he he said they listen to them make their case Mm -hmm. okay tongues yep but because he's the king and what he says is law Mm -hmm. but here's the other thing too when he says that those children are his true-born grandchildren, he's not lying. They are the children are. of his daughter. They are the right. natural are. children of his daughter. Period. They are. So, at this point, we don't give a damn who their daddy is. Viserys is like, those are my grandchildren. That's the heir to, you know, he he's in the line of succession. Mm-hmm. Period. Point blank. End of story. But, of course, Damon don't want to hear none of this. No. And he starts getting louder and he starts getting bolder. And I feel like as he was doing this, now I will say this, he was holding himself up kind of kind of dignified, but I literally was watching him do this and I just saw the neck roll and I was like, this is not about to end well for you, Vayman. So he tells he tells Viserys, he was like, you will not decide the future of my house. He was like, I will not have Driftmark pass into the the um, hands of this. And he turns around and Damon's looking at him like, say it. Say it. 
say it. And then he looks at Damon and he gives this look like, oh, you think I won't say it? Oh, okay. Her children are bastards. And and then he turns to the king. Then he turns to the king and says, and she is a whore. I was like, this motherfucker got some huge balls on him. Yeah, and as soon as Viserys said, what did he say? He stood up, grabbed that dagger, and said, I will have his tongue for that. Shrump! That joker's head was gone. He falls to the floor, and you can see his tongue flapping. And here go Damon standing behind him and says, he can keep his tongue. I was like, God damn it. I knew it. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Damon was... He saw himself and Damon was like, hey, hey, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going back over here. Right. (laughs) Because somebody said disarming. He was like, nope, I'm good. He's sitting there wiping the blood off with his cloak. I'm good. Damon was Mr. Fuck around and find out. Damon was Mr. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. You look Damon up all was, those things in the, in the Urban Dictionary, you'll see a picture of Day Day Targaryen. Right. <laughs> Damon was like, you're not about to talk about my wife. You're not about to talk about my stepchildren. No, we're not having that. Anybody else want some? He was like, King said, take his tongue, his tongue right there. I mean, oh, and, oh. And, and sliced it in such a way that he literally cut his head off at the jaws. Mm-hmm. Because when he falls over, you see the whole tongue just flapping. Now, I will say this: I did see somebody else, and I, I saw the um, after-show interview with the actor who portrays Vayman, and he was like, "That was a low blow. He struck me from behind." I was like, "Okay, that was low. I will admit." But you should have kept your mouth shut, though. Right? Because either way it goes, he, your tongue. He gave you warning. He, he said, did. "Say it." Don't don't turn your back on him. He said, "Say it." That's true. He, he said, "Say it," and you turned your back on him. Should have been facing the crowd. Oh, and another thing that was quite that was quite disrespectful too, because Damon is a really good swordsman. If he wanted to behead him, he could have, but he chose not to. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> he "No." Him off at the jaw, right? <laughs> he was like, "You flapping your jaws? Okay, I got something for that. I got something for that." He can keep his tongue. Right. <laughs> but I'm just kind of wondering, like, okay, so I, I will say I was impressed when King Viserys grabbed that dagger and he stood up because one thing about Viserys, y'all not gonna keep talking about his daughter. No. That joker no, had not. that a, as much as he was sitting in the seat, as <sighs> soon as he said, and she's a whore, Viserys's ass shot up out that seat, grabbed that dagger. He was like, I will have your tongue for this. I'm just kind of wondering what would have happened if he had gone down there to take Vayman's tongue? Like, would Vayman have fought back? Would he have tried if, to fight if back? He, if that he was made, the case. If he had made any move towards the king, the king's guard would have sliced him. Oh, I know, but I well, I, I don't <laughs> think the king's guard would have had a chance because Damon would have took Damon would have got, got him. Oh, and all Damon needed to hear was his brother say, I will have your tongue for this. That's all. That was pretty much, that's all Damon needed to hear. I'm acting in the king's best interest. Right. That's, that's what he said he wanted. He's like, oh, I'm good. I'm, I'm an obedient look. Look. <laughs> I'm good. 
<laughs> I'm your obedient servant. You wanted his tongue. There it is. There's a Hamilton reference. <laughs> I almost sang it and I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. But yeah, I mean, that's what he did. That's what he did. The mm. king called for it. Yeah. And then was basically like, okay, anybody else got anything to say? And that, then he was worn come, out. We gonna, we he was back. worn out after that, though. He yeah. was worn out. We he was. You gonna come back to? We gonna come back to, to, come back to anybody, it because he, anybody else want to say something? We gonna come back to that. Yeah. So the the other thing that we skipped before we got here was with Luke and Jace, um, basically going to explore the castle since it's been a while since they've been there. You know, they come across someone training in the yard with Sir Kristen. And this person who is fighting is fighting very well. He's amazing. And when he turns around, he has an eye patch and they realize it is Uncle Amen. Oops. And they're like, I mean, he eats his Wheaties every day. I mean, he was impressive. <laughs> yeah. Right. And he's taller than all of us. He was impressive. Every last one of us. Right. He was impressive. I mean, he sat there and disarmed Kristen Cole. I mean, yeah, he is taller. He's, he's, he's taller than everyone. He's about the same size as Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. You might need to check his parentage <laughs> while you're talking about it. <laughs> but he's sitting there. Uh, he di- he disarms Kristen Cole, who has not aged a day. I, I know a lot of people, I saw a lot of people say that they're like, if they're going to age the other actors, age him too. Well, some people, some people don't age. And who did they age? I think he's partially Dornish. So he's so he's gonna be pretty anyway. He's gonna be pretty. He's gonna be pretty anyway. He was in his he was in his 20s. So now we're like 30s. You know, men start to start aging later, like Damon. It just happens that the king is dealing with some issues. Right, exactly. That's it. Because everybody else, all the other men look the same. So I mean that's except Otto, you know. That's just greed. It's changing. His I was going to say greed and stress. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, so it was interesting because you get to see them. They see Eamon, and obviously Eamon sees them because, I mean, he's sitting there fighting. He's doing that. He starts talking and he's like, Nephews, did you come to train? I was like, How? How did he even notice they were there? Like, that lets me know, even with that one eye of his. He's very observant. Yes. You know, and that scene was also interesting because like I said, Jason Luke, this is the first time they've been there in years. And as they're sitting there, like just talking about, you know, how things were before, you know, everybody starts kind of looking at them and whispering. Jace is oblivious to it all. I think Jace has gotten to the point he's like, I don't care what these fuckers say about me. He is completely oblivious. But Luke is the one that's kind of... He internalizes everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, they're all looking at us. And Jace is like, so? He was like, my claim wouldn't even be challenged if I looked more like Leonard Valarion than I did Sir, uh, <laughs> Sir Arwen Strong. So I was like, um okay so they pretty much have discussed okay yes we know who our true father is but i was like i feel so sorry for him because like you said he eternalizes everything and i was like i hope this doesn't make him one of those nervous kids where he's gonna 
you know, blurt out something that he's not supposed to. I was really worried about that, especially when they came across Eamon, because they are in the same age range. You know, a few years separates them, but it's so weird looking at them because Eamon is very, very obviously a Targaryen. He has that something about that harsh look about him. You know what I'm saying? And he's, again, he's agile. He's strong. He's been training. I'm sorry. Going back to what you said, uh, I think it was Michelle who said, it. what have they been doing all these years? Jason Luke don't look like, they don't look like warriors. They don't no, look like fighters. And I was just like. Along the beach, you know, they've been walking around along the beach, you know, at Dragonstone by the water, you know, sitting and reading with their mom. Yeah, it was very. I mean, they're not. She didn't train them to be to be warriors, which. I don't know. I guess in some ways I can understand her wanting to get away from that life as far as like all these expectations and everything but you already know that your claim is going to be challenged you need to be preparing your children for any and every possibility and you married to someone who can actually train them right i think i don't i don't i don't know the truth of it but i think a lot of it has to do with a certain level of of deniability, like not deniability, but like I don't want to say being in denial. Like I don't know was she really ever convinced that she was going to be queen? Like did she ever? Because like I'm, I was trying to figure it out, and like Lenore didn't train them, and he was a knight of renown. Mm-hmm. You know, Damon didn't do any that we know of, and he was a knight of renown. So there's something that is, I know, is part of the writing because we know kind of what's going to happen to them mm-hmm. because his lack of of ability is going to come back and bite them in the ass. But it is unfortunate that she didn't, and and not just because they're because of of everything surrounding their parentage or everything surrounding what is about them. Just the fact that they're not even being trained in the proper way. No, they can't even you defend know, even, themselves in a, a right, regular fight. Right. Cause even in the future, you know, Robert Baratheon and Ned Stark were sent off to the veil to learn how to fight. Mm-hmm. And we have scenes of, you know, I can't remember the, the, the armory guy in, in Winterfell, but he was training them, Rob mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. John and all of them. So Roderick, to, yes, to mm-hmm. do all that stuff. But she don't. She didn't do it for her kids. But I mean, like, think even, about it even too. Harwin, even Harwin knew that Cole was not training them properly. Mm-hmm. He should have done it. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's like, what, what is this thing about the two of them? That makes nobody want to do that for them because because of the fact that because of the fact that they're bastards and because of the fact that everybody feels like I think with them being obviously bastards, people think that they don't deserve what 
everybody else has to earn if if you get what i'm saying they and they but, probably but, don't think Rhaenyra deserves it either but however you're at your own place i know you can hire your own guys and you're married to one but you know what trying. this is the other thing i was thinking about too if you really think about it cersei didn't um joffrey and tommen didn't know how to fight either so i don't know if it's just mm-hmm. a symptom of an overbearing mother like Maybe she was trying too hard to show love to them because everybody else was kind of, you know, being nasty or being, you know, the the way that they were treating them, that they're treating them like masters. And I think maybe she was trying to overcompensate for that. And she was being a little too overprotective and not pro- too overprotective in that way and and not in, let's say, a physical way, because, so, again, so Go ahead. No, because I was going to say, because again, I feel like if you know that your children are targets and are constant targets, my thought would be, I'm going to arm them and make sure they can defend themselves because we all know what happens in medieval times. We all know what happens in Westeros. They could have been kidnapped. They could have been killed in their sleep. There's so many things. I mean, granted, you got to get to Dragonstone first. And you're going to have to get past Damon. You're going to have to get past all the dragons. I understand that. But when there's a will, there's a way. Somebody who was really determined to kill those children, they could have done so. And those children would have been defenseless. Because as we see later on during the dinner, even when they try to be the aggressors, they literally get their asses handed to them with two two moves. Yeah. Um. So basically, you're saying because you brought up Cersei, Tommen, and Joffrey, mm-hmm. it sounds very similar. Another echo of other show where you have a mother who didn't really prepare her sons, you know, in the way they needed to be prepared. Oh, a, a mother Cersei who had knew, children that were bastards. I was saying, oh, yeah, mother who knew her children were bastards mm-hmm. and knew that, you know. But, it might come. It, it was gonna come out. Yeah, but the opposite is, I think Renera feels that she can protect them, and Damon can protect them, and they just, yeah, yeah. And that's another thing. I think she and they can, have dragons. Them. Right, we have and dragons. they have dragons. I got them. But having a dragon has never stopped the Targaryens from becoming a a, a warrior. A I know, but warrior. that's not what she's thinking. She's like, even I'm a mother of these Rhaegar, boys. I'm gonna protect my son. He didn't have a dragon. Mm-hmm. He was a great warrior. As well, All, most of them have have been. So. I hate to say it, it's almost more of that mom's in charge. So since mom's in charge, they're not learning how to fight. Just saying. Just saying. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. She didn't think. Saying, she didn't find yeah, it as I mean, a priority. I I she didn't think, find it as a priority. And I guess it's. That's probably okay because I don't think Viserys was much of a fighter either. I don't think so, but I don't think so either. I no. guess the thing is, it's like I don't know. It's kind of like I said. I felt like she was overcompensating in the love and affection department because if you look in contrast at Aegon and Aemon, yeah, well, we don't know about Aegon's fighting abilities really, but I mean, they all they train together. So I'm sure he has some semblance of fighting ability. Amen, I think, is just more superior because he feels like he has to prove himself that he doesn't that the mm-hmm. eye, the the missing eye is not going to be a handicap. Mm-hmm. And, and but you head, see, 
that they he's not are, gonna have anyone pick on him anymore. Right. You know, but you also it. see that he is a he is a superior fighter, but on the parenting side, he's not getting he's not getting what Rhaenyra gives her kids. They're not getting no. what Rhaenyra gives their kids. So it's kind of like one of those things where they don't really know how to balance. Like on the high tower side, yes, we have you skilled, we have you trained. But you are emotionally deficit because mm. you're not getting the love and affection you're supposed to get from your parents. And on Rhaenyra's side, it's the opposite. You are loving your kids. You are giving them all kinds of love and, you know, encouragement in that sense. But when it comes to this, the life skills that they're going to need, like you said, why are you why is he just not learning Valerian so late? And even mm. if, like I said, stated earlier, Okay, maybe he can't pick up languages like that. Then you get other tutors. You get somebody else to help him. But yeah. in in my in my head canon, if if I were writing this, I'm, I'm not in George R. R. Martin's mind. I'm not in the mind of the writers on the show. But for me, the dragons would be a key to this because because of the magic that is in the Targaryen blood that. Um, his connection to Vagar, Vagar being as old and as powerful as she is, could be actually lending him some, you know, making him more robust and bigger and stronger than he otherwise would be. Okay, I can go for that. Yeah, I can see that. In mm-hmm. in. And that that would because there's always been a magical connection between Valerians and their dragons, um, and that was intentional. They did that on purpose, and that's why you know they have the dragons with them when they're born. You know because mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. create that connection. And now, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if if that was a part of why he is the way he is. Yeah. And then also built his confidence. Mm-hmm. So now that he has that confidence, he's going out and doing things that he may have not necessarily done if he didn't have a dragon too. Yeah. But the mm. physical change was, yeah. was drastic because mm-hmm. he's not that much younger than Aegon. Right. right. And he's looking like the older brother, mm-hmm. like a full-on adult. Mm-hmm. He also, just in my opinion, if I had to choose one of them to be a king... I would probably go for Aemon before Aegon. Because he seems to have his shit together. Not just on the physical side, but also mentally. Yeah, He seems like he has it together. Mm -hmm. And what was the thing that Viserys said about Targaryens? Like he was talking about them, that he was chaotic and whatchamacallit. That Mm -hmm. sort of applies to Aemon too. And even Bela. Because she has she has a dragon and she's a, a bit feisty as well, and I and I'm, I'm telling you that that is a part of it. Rhaenyra is like that too when she's not pregnant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jace, Jace, and Luke they both have that a little bit in them too because otherwise they wouldn't have all jumped in that fight in the cave. Yeah. Right, because they all yeah. seem. Yeah, I don't want to say a short temper, but that randomness, aggression. And we, but you, you also look at the random because they were provoked in a sense. I mean, right? I meant the spike. 
I mean, they were provoked, but they were provoked to the point where they was going to beat him to death. Well, I mean, well, he basically he basically were, said, "I will." What, what did he say? I will kill you, or and he said something about, or um, I will. Oh, if you um, if you come near me or something again, I will burn you alive just like your father, you bastards. Yeah, right. Yeah. So no, that that that's not a that's a comeback. You got to come back. Yeah, and, and beat the boy to yeah, you do depending on the end of his life. You they didn't because they yeah. were getting their butts beat too. Yeah. So let's make that right. Clear. But I mean, he yeah. had a rock and he was about to bash yeah, Jake's yeah. head in. They had to fight back. Yeah, but a lot, of, like I said, a lot of I think a lot of that comes from the dragons. But if also notice if you pay attention to the kids, um, their household is a, a, actually a great household because Luke and Jace are like they seem happy. And, and close, yep. Mm-hmm. They just, you know, and yeah, they, they have, have each other's back. Issues about people looking at them and their secession, but they look happy. Mm-hmm. Where the king's kids, Allison's kids. Mm. I mean, think about it. If you had, if you had that mother and that grandfather, I'm not even going to talk about Viserys because right now Viserys dealing Viserys is dealing with more issues. And it's obvious he can't be a present father the way that he probably was with Rhaenyra. I mean, in the books, when they talk about Viserys and Rhaenyra, they talk about when she became his cupbearer, literally you never saw her, uh, him without her by his side. Like they were almost inseparable. So again, obviously he dotes on his daughter, his oldest daughter. Them other kids, it's just kind of like, I don't want to say he didn't care about them, but I just think that maybe they just fell by the wayside because by the time they were born, he was already dealing with his health issues. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't, it's not, it wasn't the same. Yeah. It wasn't. And then also, I mean, we got to think about it. Yeah. Allison was a good wife and I think he cared about her, but I don't think he ever got over Emma mm-hmm. and maybe he feels like this is his punishment. You know, oh yeah, I'm going to be sick because I let her die the way he did. Matter of fact, he did say something about that. Um, He posted something on Instagram after this episode because of course, this is the last episode that we see him in because Viserys dies at the end. But he says that um, about Viserys' character he never asked for a cure for the the sicknesses that that ailed him because he felt like that was what he had to deal with because he let his wife his beloved wife die in such a horrible way mm-hmm. so this was kind of his punishment mm-hmm. so i don't know it's just <sighs> overseris but anyway let's talk about this dinner cuz we touched upon it earlier and you've got all of Viserys, you've got all of Rhaenyra's family on one side of the table. So you got her, Damon, Bela, Reyna, Luke, uh, Jace. I think Joffrey is the only one that's not there because he's probably too young at this point. Then you've got Alicent, Otto, Aemon, Helena, and Aegon. And then Viserys is brought in. And he gives this speech to them talking about how much he loves them and, you know, how it warms his heart to see everyone there, 
you know, all the people that are dear to him. But then he also said it also saddens his heart because they've grown so distant. And what does he say? The house of the dragon cannot remain strong if we are divided. Mm -hmm. And he takes the mask off of his face. And he was like, I don't, I speak to you not as a king, but as your father, husband, grandsire, I just want you all to look at me as the man that I am. And boy, when I tell you, when he took off that doggone mask, his eye, his right eye is completely gone. His right cheek is gone. His face is so haggard and just oh my like you said it it was like looking at the crypt keeper but he sat there and he said i just i just want us basically he was just basically like i want us to be one big happy family i want us to love each other and then that's when rainieri gets up and she makes her speech she was like you know I, i give a toast to the queen she was like i love my father but no one else has been as loyal and steadfast by his side as the queen she's taken care of him and for that you know i thank her then allison later on gets up and gives her speech and she says um you know we are both mothers and we we would do what we you know what we can for our children and i think we forget that we are alike in that way and she Mm -hmm. says you will make a great queen. Now, Otto's face when she said that, he was like, hold yes. the fuck up. Yeah, he did. Like, like this is not what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, but we, again, we not didn't supposed. discuss this. No. Right. But again, I feel like Allison has never wanted this divide between her and Rhaenyra. That was all orchestrated really by Otto. Mm-hmm. And so as they're having this dinner and they, they make these toasts and I think um, the kids make some toasts to each other, which are kind of, I was like, okay, y'all, please don't start this fight. Like the adults are being adults, leave them alone. They have this dinner, you know, oh, the funny part. I was going to say we missing like um, Aegon messing with Jace. Yes. That's what I was really? going to say. Viserys uh, congratulates Jace and Luke on their engagements to Bela and Reyna. And Egon, oh, again, how is this asshole going to be king? He starts messing with um, Jace. You do, know, you do know what you're supposed to do. Oh, you'll finally get to lie with a woman. And Bela is like, cousin, cut it. She's like, I'm not trying to hear this. Now, I will say this for Jace. Jace was like, okay, say what you want, but you're going to control your mouth around my betrothed. I was like, okay, Jace, stand up for your woman. But Baylor was like, hold up. You need to shut up. And Aegon's just sitting there like, whatever. He keeps making these smart-ass remarks. And then Jace makes his own toast to his uncles talking about, you know, family unity. And I, I I wish you guys a long life, that sort of thing. And he keeps it very clean, very nice. He sits down. Then Helena (laughs) stands up. And she says, I want to make a toast to Bela and Raina. You're about to be married and it isn't so bad. Mostly he just ignores you except when he's drunk. (laughs) 
And then she just looks like somebody funny. compared her to Luna Lovegood. And I was like, I cannot not see that now. Because <laughs> she she was obviously, well, I won't say obviously. She seemed like she was drunk when she made that declaration. And Aegon is just sitting there like, the fuck? She's talking about your ass. She's talking about you. <laughs> She's talking about you. And she just sits down. And then the set, <laughs> all the adults are looking like, what the hell is about to happen? Like every time a kid gets up to make a to make a toast, they're like, "What the fuck is about to happen?" So after she says that, they all just kind of like, I think I think even Otto was like, "Huh." <laughs> and then Viserys tells them to play music. So when they play music, Jace again, love Jace. He thinks about it. He looks at Baylor. He says, "Pardon me," and he gets up and he goes to take Helena's hand to ask her to dance. And the look on Baylor's face, like she smiled, like, oh, that's such a nice thing for him to do. I was like, I like this girl. I like this girl. They get up, they start dancing, and they show like this montage of them around the table. They're, you know, you see the high towers on their side, they're laughing and they're talking, and you see the Targaryens on this side laughing and talking, and they're kind of looking across the table at each other. And it seems like they're having a pleasant good time and this is what Viserys wanted so you see him looking and he's happy you can tell he's so happy and then of course he starts getting he starts feeling bad because again he's not on his milk of the poppy and they take him out the room this is where the shit starts to hit the fan because it seems like it's still being it's, it's still going okay you know, okay. Jason and Helena are still dancing. They're doing whatever. And then a the pig arrives. So, yeah. So the servants are bringing food to the table and they bring this stuffed roasted pig. And they sit it right in front of Eamon. And Lucera sees it and starts sniggering a little bit. And then when Eamon looks at the pig and he looks at Luke, Luke just laughs. Eamon stands up, grabs his cup. He was like, one last toast to my nephews. What does he what does he say? My strong nephews. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, strong was the last one. He said something about uh what is I, I don't know. He he named off some adjectives and he paused before he said the last one. And he was like, strong boys. And Allison was like, Amen. He was like, no. He was like, you know. My nephews are strong boys. And of course, Jace and Lucerus, they're they're getting upset. All the adults are like, here we go with this shit. Yeah, he said each of them handsome, wise. Yes. Strong. And and then it it was was quiet. Everybody looking, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. And strong. And then Allison was like, amen. Then when he says it again, you know, of course, Jace does the whole... uh, say it again I was like Chase you are not I mean I I appreciate the bravado but that's not the fight you want you don't want that smoke sir yeah you don't you don't you don't <laughs> you're so, not but what I have an issue with is Aegon is the older one so why you had to take on the young one and and smack his head on the table like well, that's I mean, I mean, match. Jace went and punched Amon, so they're they're that's they're, a, a more not really even match either, but that's a little closer than right. 
You're taking oh. the, the younger brother. Yeah, but we, we know how that's going to end. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Jace punches Eamon. They get into a tussle. Luke tries to get up and goes to his brother A and Eamon, I mean, Aegon just grabs him and shoves his face in the table. The adults stand up, panic. Bela and Raina are up. Uh, I think at some point, Aegon had gone and pushed them over to a corner. And all you hear is Raina, Bela, Bela, no. Bela was ready to scrap. Bela was like, hold up, you just punched my beloved. Hold up, my betrothed. Hold up, let me, let me. So yeah, Viserys leaves and all shit hits the fan. My my favorite part though, it, it looked like Eamon was about to go off on them and then Damon just stood in front. Like not only that, Jace was about he was somebody about to go was back holding again. Jace back and Jace was about to charge him. Damon walked in front of him with a finger. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. And literally and then, all, everybody on the Targaryen side just calmed that. down. Yeah. And then he turned and, and they were there said, Y'all go go to bed. Just go to the bed. Then he turned and looked at Eamon. And Eamon was looking at Damon like it's almost like he was looking at him with envy, but also a little bit of respect. Because he's like, he, he just was, dis, he just dis, diffused this whole situation with a finger. I, I thought yeah. he was calculating his chances. <laughs> he he was, and he realized <laughs> oh he was. Nah. He was. He was. Not today. Not today. Not today. But he was also remembering what Damon did to Vayman earlier in the, yeah. in the throne room. That, so that's why like, I thought we were going to circle back to that. Right. That's why he was I was like, 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 you saw what I did earlier. You don't think I won't do it now? Right. <laughs> so they all, you know, all the children leave. Rhaenyra gets ready to leave. And she tells Allison, she was like, I think it, it's best for us to go back to Dragonstone. And Allison comes over and grabs her arm and she was like, but you just got here. And she looks at Allison. She looks at their interlocked arms and it's, it's kind of reminiscent of when they were friends. And she says, let me get, let me see the children settle and I'll come back on dragon back. And then Allison says, the King and I would really like that. And I really feel like she was very sincere mm-hmm. in that moment. Like things could have gotten to a point where maybe they start they would have started mending mm-hmm. fences mm-hmm. <sighs> then Allison goes into the king's room and he's in pain and obviously he's been given milk of the poppy she goes in there she's tending to him she's and, and I will say this for all our talk about Allison and her relationship with the king I feel like it's very obvious she does love that man. You know what I'm saying? I agree. She's very tender with him. He's, you know, he's sitting there, he's drooling, and he's, you know, he's got the cheek out and all this stuff. She's just, she's very attentive to him. And he starts talking to her. But what he's saying to her is a conversation, is the conversation that he and Rhaenyra had the night before about Prince Aegon and his dream. Yeah. Drugs are drugs are a funny thing. They are because that the last time he was so heavily dosed was that conversation. Mm-hmm. So his brain was picking up where that conversation where that conversation left off. Yeah, and he was he was like, so you wanted to know if I believed it to be true, the Song of Ice and Fire, Aegon's dream, and 
Of course, the only Aegon that she's thinking of is her son. And she was like, what are you talking about, Viserys? I don't understand. And he said he was, you know, he was the prince that was promised. It was it it has to be you talking about uniting the realms. It, it has to be you. And she thinks about it long and hard. And you see this look of resignation on her face. I had to go back and watch that a second time because I was trying to figure out what the emotions are that's going through her face. I think one was probably relief that in her mind, he's saying that Aegon should be king after him. But I think there was also dread for her because here it is. You've made this declaration, quote unquote, declaration to to your queen. Nobody else has heard this declaration. And now this means that you will be the one to have to deliver this information regardless of what happens to him, because she doesn't realize he's going to die that night. Mm -hmm. And you have to imagine that had to be a heavy thing for her to be like, after 20 fucking years, you finally change your mind. And yet I'm the one that has to go and tell everybody because, you know, immediately people are probably going to think that, Oh, she's just saying that to get her son on the throne because there's no witnesses. I would, I would, be, I would, I would right. because he clearly earlier that day said this matter was settled already. He was mm-hmm. upset that we were even revisiting mm-hmm. having the petition at all. Mm-hmm. So why would that same night he'd be like, oh, yeah, on the other thing, I changed my mind. Yeah, but I, I think because in the throne room earlier, that was about the drift marks section and not specifically about Rhaenyra. Right, but he yeah. hasn't changed his mind. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Either one of those items, he is he has been steadfast mm-hmm. in his when he was lucid and not on the milk of the poppy. Mm-hmm. He was steadfast. Very much so. Steadfast. So I fought her for she's her her hopes and wishes latched on to that. I you know what? I can't really fault her because if you have no context for the conversation he is no, having with you, you assume that's what he's saying. But, he, but even listening to what he said, it didn't make any sense. It didn't make and any sense. But, but he said enough for her to pull those pieces and put that's it together what, because she kept saying, Our son. He never said yes, but he kept saying, Aegon. Yeah. And it again, been she the other Aegon. She ain't thinking Aegon the Conqueror. No, well, she wasn't thinking of Rhaenyra's son either. No. But- but she should be. No, because Rhaenyra's son is so far down the line that it wouldn't make sense for her to think of him. If you're thinking right. of secession, it's Rhaenyra and it's Aegon II. So it wouldn't make sense for her to think about Aegon the Younger or Aegon the Third. I guess I guess my point, well, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is if you the fragments of the con- of what he was saying. If you eliminate the part about the song of ice and fire Mm -hmm. and the things that he said, you would literally have to fill in the gaps Mm -hmm. with what you wanted to be in there. Like the, what he never said, it's, it's hard to explain, but, but I get what you're saying. It's so vague that it's hard to say he was being lucid. 
And you're asking him questions, but he's not answering your questions. Mm -mm. But the other thing I think is if you're not filling in the blanks, if you're listening to what he's saying, for someone like her to, to listen to it and try to put it into context, like I said, I feel like her face kind of gave away two different feelings. She was kind of relieved, like, oh, he finally said it. And then, oh, he finally said it. It's almost like maybe he had had this in the back of his mind the whole time, but he didn't want to voice it because he didn't want to look like a king who didn't stay, stick to his word. He didn't want to look like a, a coward for trying to change something and, you know, then change it back. And I mean, she could have really thought, oh, this is him being a coward on his deathbed. He's he's sitting here telling me that, a that Aegon is to be the king. And now I'm the one that has to make this happen instead of him being king enough to say, Aegon is now my my heir. Think about it. One of the yeah. one of the things we've always said about Viserys and people have said about Viserys in this show, he does not really, he's never been clear. Like he said, he no. said his, he said his, you know, he did his succession speech once, and that was it. Anytime anybody challenged him or raised questions about it he kind of ignored it, you know? And like you said, in his mind, he's the king. He's already said this once. He doesn't have to go over it again. But if he, if he happened to be of a mind that, oh, maybe everybody was right. Maybe I should have made my son heir. How would this legacy, you know, how would this look on my legacy or whatever the case may be? He really could be having those thoughts on his deathbed she doesn't know you know what i'm saying so i i don't fault her for taking the information and interpreting it that way but it's it just really sucks that he was not more coherent mm -hmm. to realize oh this is not rainier this is allison but he did that earlier when he was talking to rainier he thought she was allison at first but I mean, it's just it's it's sad and unfortunate, and it's like if if it's hard because if Allison had just said, you know, I'm gonna let him sleep on this and maybe revisit it tomorrow, mm -hmm. which it, likely she could have been doing that and not realizing that he was going to die that night. Mm -hmm. Um, but it would it would be it's hard because. She also would have to realize that whatever she did, it was gonna, it was gonna cause a problem. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's why I said that was that look on her face when she's like. <sighs> but she had to know it was it, it was gonna cause a major issue. Either way it goes, yeah. She right. she was kind of in a she was in a situation where it was like it was like lose been, lose. I would have been tempted to just let it go, but. She is who she is. Especially with him being on the milk of the poppy. I would be like, he's just kind of hallucinating. and He's being loopy. Yeah, so that wasn't being clear. Because I'm sorry, a man wouldn't change his mind after 20 years, and he literally was in pain to make sure that his daughter was taken care of. I don't mm -hmm. think anything changed. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. And you know that in your heart. Mm -hmm. That's why I was saying, I think she filled it in with the thing the thing that she, she wanted to hear wanted to yeah hear. 
But or I rather do. her dad, because I'm going to be honest, I don't think she wants Egon to be king. I mean, again. Think about it. All her, her goal is, in her mind, her dad made her believe that Renee was going to cure her children. So everything that she's doing is to protect them from being murdered. Mm-hmm. If that means putting Egon on the throne, that's what she would do. But it's not because she wants him to Mm-mm. be king. I'm pretty sure she really doesn't think that's a good idea. Mm-mm. Right. Uh, and now after tonight, she probably don't think it would be good for Eamon to be king either. Yeah. <laughs> so, but her thing is, she thought she her dad manipulated her into thinking that Rhaenyra was going to kill her children. Mm-hmm. And so every every decision that she's made is to protect them. And I'm not going to fault her for that. I think there are other ways. If she, her father, had taught her how to play the game, there were other things that she could have done to ensure their safety. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe and- marry them to, you know, Damon's kids. You know, or you know, make them be friendly and nice to each other, and they be friends, and then they'll be on the court together, and you'd have two hands, three hands. Right. You know, you got Lord Driftmark right. a hand, and then marry the brother off to a Stark somewhere in Winterfell. Right. You, you, there are ways to do it other than the way that you did it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then she could just have just been a mother to them, and just been mom. Right. She could just say, you know what, I'm done with this, Rhaenyra. We're going back to Old Town, and I'm going to raise my sons in Old Town. You can have it. Mm-hmm. He could have done that. Her dad wouldn't have wanted her to, mm-hmm. but she. But that's what he you. wanted. That's what he wanted. She didn't want that. And I think she never. I think I don't. I don't want to spoil this, but I think it's almost as if she created her own prison. Like she, mm-hmm. she could after he after he died. She literally could have packed up her children and left. I'm, I'm sure Eamon wouldn't have been too happy about it. But what, what are you going to do? Right. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm just saying. There were other things she could have done other than, you know, what is probably going to happen. And everybody dies. <laughs> yeah, but I think at this point, she, I mean, it also could have been that she thought her husband was doing her a favor. You know, okay, look, let's put this to rest. Our son is going to be king. I mean, I, I, I'm I, with you. I don't hard. think Vis- Viserys would not have done that. And he would have, he, I think he would have known what kind of chaos that would have caused, especially considering you specifically told Rhaenyra you will not be supplanted. I have no intentions on replacing you. And like you said, he's been steadfast to that for 20 years. But, you know, sometimes at the end of a life, when 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 that, you know, when your quote unquote life flashes before your eyes, sometimes people see decisions that they've made. They're like, oh, I should have done better. I should have done something different. Yeah, but and she could have easily. Well, I'm. I, we know because we we're know, on the outside looking in. In the previous conversation, right? We're on the outside <laughs> looking in, but as far as what she felt and what she believed, she could have really thought that he changed his mind and he just waited until the last minute to say, "Okay, yeah, this is what we're doing." And again, he's added on milk of the poppy, so he could have been loopy. Mm-hmm. He could have been, he could have been, or, I mean, think about it. 
what what is it they say about drunk people? Drunk people are probably the the most most truthful people you will see because all their inhibitions are gone. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna tell you the truth. Could have been the same with that. She could have been like, "Oh, this is what he really felt." Yeah, but that's okay. That was he a different. Been, this different than a little drunk. This is dreaming, right? That's what I'm he saying. Talk about the actual person, Aegon, the conqueror, right? <laughs> Having a conversation with him in his brain. See, yeah. think a song of ice and fire. What are you like? What are you about? talking about? You never heard that before. So I'm right. like, okay, he's thinking of something from his childhood yeah. or something. Yep. Yeah, he's she, out of it. She takes that. She kind of digests it. She sighs and she's like. I understand. And she walks out of the room. And then we see Viserys. He's struggling. And then he starts reaching. He says, no more, no more. You see that one tear come out the side of his eye. You see his face. And then the black screen comes out. And he says, my love. And you hear that last breath. And I was like. He saw his love. Yeah. He saw Emma. Yeah. He saw Emma. But I was like. You know, as much as we teased about this king and how sick he was and how this kept happening, and we were like, he's still alive. I was still very sad to see him go. Mm-hmm. Right. Because now the dance is on. It's about to be a whole bunch of shit. And like I said, I did. I read most of Fire and Blood last week. Um, who if they even put half of what happens in that book into the next season or the, even the next episode, we got what two two more episodes. Oh my god, it's about to be a bloodbath between the greens and the blacks. It's not about to be pretty. <sighs> yeah, it's about to be on. Mm-hmm. But wow, oh, the king is dead, oh, and sad. looking at the so previews sad. for the next episode, mm. yeah, it looks like we're gonna have some usurpers, usurpers everywhere. everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And then I heard that we're not even getting that we're not getting Rhaenyra and Damon in the next episode. So we're going to see everything unfold on the Hightower side first. And then I'm guessing season finale, we'll probably see what happens on Rhaenyra's side. But wow. I think the season finale is titled The Black Queen, is the title. So we know where that episode is going to be. <sighs> but they. I feel like they kind of have a lot to go. Well, they've been good this season for time jumps. Yeah, because they have a lot to go because because they have a lot to go. They have a lot to go because some characters got to be aged up real fast to to make the Dance of Dragons work. Uh, Well, I'm talking about mm -hmm. Rhaenyra's kids. Yeah, well, yeah, the the younger ones do. Uh So I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe, mm, maybe not necessarily. The younger kids they could wait until season two, depending on what they do in in these next two. In these next two episodes, because of of course, next episode it's it's going to be 
him taking the crown is going to be the coronation. The only thing now, what's going to happen in the, the last episode, I don't know, but I have a feeling there are going to be a couple, one, maybe two major character deaths in the 10th episode. I think the way it seems like they're changing some of the things, mm-hmm. it may swap some characters. I think so too, because I, I do know that, okay, so I will say this because the interviews have been out there. So there have been questions because um, there is a third son that Viserys and um, Alicent had named Daron, and he has not been shown in this season at all. Now, Daron was actually sent to her uncle in Old Town okay. to ward with him. And according to an interview George R.R. R. Martin did that was released this week, he did say that Daron will probably show up in season two. They just didn't have enough time to write him okay. into season one. That makes sense. So they, they'll probably introduce him and I, because I was like, once I started reading the book, I was like, wait, you have to have this character in here. And he hasn't even been mentioned this season. But again, we'll probably get him in the second season. So if that's the case, I think that kind of gives me an idea of what we might get in these next two episodes. But again, I think they're going to change some things. So uh, again, I'm reading the story, but I kind of, I like the differences that they've done, the changes that they've done in the show. So I'm not going to speculate too much on what they're going to do and what they're not going to do. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the dragon ride for uh, again, long. some of their some of their work reminded me that fire and blood ain't necessarily an truthful. accurate yeah because it's macers who may have altered some facts mm-hmm. and mushroom supposedly giving them information that no one else had so. and see that's the thing because i'm like mushroom was supposed to be the court fool we haven't seen him in this season or we haven't seen him We've He's, seen a character that could have been him. Right. But you know, but nothing confirmed. Yeah. So I'm starting to think that they're going to be like, well, Mushroom was a fictitious character put in the book. Because I've also heard that the book is supposedly propaganda. So it's definitely not accurate. It's maester propaganda. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, apparently, I, remember, I do remember them saying that one rumor was the reason why the dragons are gone is because of the maesters. That the maesters had something to do with the dragons being mm. gone. Now I can be kind of know that it's not the truth. Mm-hmm. So, Maybe. I, I don't know. But yeah, I had heard that, that Fire and Blood is propaganda and we should not read it. <laughs> Whatever. I'm going to read this it. Is, Just because I work told me it's propaganda. Don't believe it. It's not truthful. The show is accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, see, I was about to make a comparison, but I'm not I'm I'm not about to do that. I'm not about to alienate anybody tonight. So I'm not gonna make that comparison. I'll tell y'all about it when we get off when we get off the recording. But um (sighs) I like this episode. This was a good episode. It was. It was it was good. A lot of the day day stuff was was really, really good. Mm -hmm. Matt Smith, (laughs) if he does not get an Emmy or something for um, his performance. Patty Considine needs it just yes, for that goddamn Patty walk. <laughs> just for oh, that walk. True. Just for that. Ooh. I mean, 
just the two of them mm-hmm. is, is yeah. Uh, one of the questions that I'm bringing up Dragon Con again, one of the questions we got on the panel was if we could get another spinoff show, like what show we have. Now I can say that I would like to watch the series and them when, when they were like teenagers mm. to see what kind of shenanigans. I, I really would, would be interested because I think that would be a pretty good show. Yeah. I mean, there there's so much within this, this Game of Thrones universe that like for me as a quote unquote non-reader, because I've only read the first book. And like I said, I'm kind of in the middle of Fire and Blood, but I also started Fire and Blood. I started with where the story starts here in this show. So I still have the first part of the book to read, but it's like, even with what I do know, this universe is so vast. They could really, and I know that they have several spinoffs in the works. Just give them to me. I'll watch them. I don't care how different they are as long, because I feel like even if they write it differently, as long as the heart of the story still has to do with the kingdom of Westeros and the families in Westeros, I'll enjoy it. I still want to see what that other spinoff was because, of course, I still want to see Jamie Campbell Bauer in a Game of Thrones show. But, I mean, I just, you you shot a 30000 what was that, $30,000 mm-hmm. pilot? $30 million. $30 yes. $30 million mm-hmm. pilot. Can we please see what that was? I I just want to see it. If, I mean, if you're going to spend, that's just like the whole. Let me not get started. They say, it would, they say it would never see the light of day. Ever. Those HBO executives were not pleased. Mm. Well, I mean, that's kind of sort of like the Batgirl movie that they spent $90 million on, but let's not talk about that. I, yeah. I, I know. I was trying not to mention it, but mm, okay. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't. I think we touched on everything, and it was one of those. This was one of those episodes where it's like I'm trying to go in in order in my head, but everything was just playing out. Like, oh, we got to talk about this. Oh, we got to talk about this. And I was trying to rein myself in, like, okay, Hanako, stay focused. But this episode, like, all parts of it was so good. And like you said, the Matt Smith being able to do what he does without uttering a word, just uh, vaming that poor child or that poor man. When they had his ass laid out on the table and the silent sisters were working on him. (laughs) At first, I thought it was Viserys because he looked so skinny and so frail without all his clothes on so i was like did the sarah's die and then i happened to look up and i saw the split head and i was like oh. yeah and then when niece was sitting there watching it and the maester tried to tell her what, what did he say he was um he was telling her his body will be ready for transport back to driftmark tomorrow um look away what did he what did he say he said look away um it does not. It, it's not good luck to dwell on the dead or something, or to to view upon the dead. And she was like, um, "Death has visited me so much. I don't think he cares if my eyes are open or shut." I was like, "Wow, that's that's a woman who is 
I don't want to say bitter, but she's just kind of resigned. Like, yeah, loss is going to be a part of my life. Because at this point, you've lost your daughter. You've lost your son. You've now lost your brother-in-law. You may still yet lose your husband. (sighs) That poor woman. She can't catch a break. Mm -hmm. But this episode was so good. I'm so ready for the next episode. Because just looking at the previews, I feel like I'm going to be watching that episode just like this the whole time. Because <sighs> you know it's about to be some bullshit. You know it's about to be some bullshit. Oh, anyway. I just, need to, I just need someone to slap Sir Christian around. Oh, we. That's, that's all I need. That's all I need. We missed Laris. Was Laris in this episode? Nope. He's creeping around somewhere. Yeah. Of course. Oh, that's that's the other thing that that I did want to talk about. So we find out that um, Queen Allison's handmaiden is actually one of the whisperers for uh, what's her name? Masaria? Yep. I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. okay. So that's how she becomes the, uh, what is it? The uh, Master of Whispers. Master of Whispers. Hmm, okay, you got people in the castle. All right, let's see how this goes. All right, I'm I'm sure that it it must be that network just stuck around for because the series was the series. Varys. Varys was using the same network. Mm-hmm. What did he call him? His spider. He called him his uh his little uh his, his little spiders. Okay, so that's going to be interesting because I'm like, oh, so she got her, oh, she got her hand in the pot too. So, hmm, how's this about to play out? She told Damon, she was like, yeah, I'm no common whore anymore. Like, I got some power. Mm. Yeah, you got spies in the castle. Definitely so. But y'all got anything else to say about episode eight? No. I can't wait to get to the next episode. That's going to be an interesting one. But for now, that's it for our show. You can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fandom Hybrid. We have a Discord channel. We have a YouTube channel, and you can listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time. <laughs>